0: Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman.
1: And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond.
0: Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation.
1: Welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast Episode 11 this morning we have the amazing and talented karuna karuna is a soul mama of two an anthropologist graduate of the school of shamanic womancraft and student of anthroposophy i can never say that holy shit anthroposophy Anthroposophy. Anthroposophy. Thank you, Karuna. By day, <laughs> by the by day, she deals the best hair care in the world from her garden, and by night, she sings barbershop and dances around poles. Welcome, Ooh. Karuna.
0: <laughs> One of my
2: favorite oh, people. You. Karuna. Oh, thank you, Christy.
3: Welcome,
0: thank welcome. you, Lucy.
3: I'm so welcome. grateful to be on here. Thank you.
0: We're so excited to have this conversation and hear your story because you're such a beautiful person in our community and an inspiration. And, um, Mm. yeah, we just would love to hear your story. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, I'll hand it over to you and we'll, yeah, no doubt have um, offshoots of the journey and ask questions and have other little juicy topics pop up along the way. But we'd love to hear, I guess, where, like... We, I feel like we all have a moment in our life where just a little light bulb kind of flickers on, and we have a little awakening. We're not content anymore with the trajectory of our life, or just craving something more and awakening, if you will. And I'd love, I'd love for you to yeah begin there in your story, um, and how that all unfolded, and how you got to where you are right now, um, living your best life. <laughs> doing so many incredible things.
2: Awesome.
3: Thank you, Lucy. Wow, it's a big story. Um so mm. I'd say that awakening moment or moments would have come around conceiving my firstborn and she's 11 now. Uh yeah, so Moana. Mm. I was kind Moana. I was kind of lost before having kids. Uh, look, I wouldn't say lost, but I was um there just wasn't much purpose. I feel like my real meaningful life began when I had children. And so the the moments would have been like like I was working in child protection. Not many people know that about me, but it was um a pretty, you know, crazy space to be working in. Um yeah, very dark space. Um and I was there for a few years. That was after I did a, a job as an anthropologist in Alice Springs. Um, and I just kind of realised, like, this this life isn't for me. All this admin, because, you know, Docs is like a heavily administrative place. Um, all this admin for very little contact face-to-face and real relationship building and really helping people. It just it wasn't for me. So... I decided to leave that role and um, after a few years. And after that, I soon became pregnant with my firstborn. <laughs> How old were you? I was 28. Yeah. Yeah. 28. And uh, I turned 29 two weeks after she was born.
1: Sat in return as well.
3: Mm, yeah. Boom. Boom. In she came <laughs> to change my life.
1: Moana the the best she's the best by the way everyone I love Moana
3: I love Moana yeah so look during um like her father and I we were very in love she was definitely made in love um but we'd only known each other a short time and a few months three months four months into my pregnancy it became apparent that he had been hiding his alcoholism. So, gosh, I haven't thought about this in such a long time. Um, And just from my time working in child protection, I knew like, you know, best indicator of future behaviour is past behaviour. It's really hard to get someone with an addiction like that to change and I really didn't want that in my child's life. So, yeah, that was sort of... That was the beginning of the end for us. Um, we sort of tried for, you know, between four and seven months. We tried to make amends and, you know, he tried to change his behavior, but I just, um, it wasn't happening. So when I was seven months pregnant, I just went, no, this is, this is not gonna work with this man. And I knew from then that I'd be having this baby by myself. Oh, God. It's huge. That's <laughs> girl making you girls make me cry. That. We're only a couple minutes in. <laughs> no,
0: it's this big. Is, it's big. It's big stuff. And especially that's your, that's the threshold that you passed over from maiden to mother. And mm. it's a, it's a really, that's a big moment. And you stepping yeah. up and, and choosing to, create a safe space to birth this child into and yeah standing on your two feet as mother now it's
3: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) it's a big moment so many initiations happening
3: and I think you know for for a lot of a lot of people a lot of women in particular we just we step up and we just do what needs to be done And in my case, I just did what had to be done. So, yeah. It was was fucking hard. It was fucking hard. It was such a hard time. Um, I was really, really blessed that, you know, working that time in sort of, you know, full-time roles, I did have the financial backing. I had bought an apartment when I was 23, so... My home was really secure. It was it was my home, our home. I actually had a flatmate there, you know, the whole time to help me keep up with the mortgage. But um, I think that's been something really stable through my entire motherhood journey, which I know a lot of other mums don't have. But is that stable housing? Like I always mm-hmm. had my own home.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's been such a huge blessing. But I remember there were times where I didn't want to piss my flatmate off because she had reflux and she would cry all through the night and she had to be held upright the whole time. Um, And I would go down from my apartment and sleep in my car um, because I I didn't want to, you know, wake up my flatmate and kind of jeopardise that that income. Um, Wow, Karina. Yeah. Just so I could be upright and get some rest mm-hmm. without bothering him. Anyway, of course he said I didn't have to do that, but I just didn't want to risk it.
0: <sighs> and what was what was her birth like? Do you feel like going
3: there? <laughs> well, we're already in the tears, so yeah. we should keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, her birth. Um. I did feel a bit ripped off, you know. Um, I had I had booked a, a home birth through the hospital system.
1: Did you know that um, you
3: always wanted a home birth? Yeah. Yeah, I think the first birthing book I read when I was pregnant was Hypnobirthing, the Mongan Method.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, from that I just got that, like, birth is so natural and normal and I can totally do this. Um, so, yes, I did want a birth in the comfort of my home. Wow. Um, and I had, at the time, I would have been, like, one of the first three women having a home birth through the Royal Randwick Hospital.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, she was due, on like, in December, like, mid-December. And a couple weeks before she was due, um, my midwife said yeah we, we can't do home birth we can't, yeah so it was all changed like at the very last minute she, she just didn't it came out years later that she didn't want to commit to that time in the festive season to, you know and I get it being home birth midwife and especially she was working through hospital, she wasn't private um, so I get where she was coming from but in regards to my experience I felt like kind of last minute abandoned and like i didn't have a choice to then engage a doula and a private midwife two weeks before my birth i'd already connected with this midwife and i did like mm. her um anyway so we ended up birthing at the hospital we labored at home for as long as possible and when i say we i had um three girlfriends <laughs> come and support me um and it was a bit of a party vibe, really. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was beautiful. Um, my flatmate was out at work and I went, yeah, we transferred to hospital. I uh, think, yeah, a midwife did come to check my dilation at home. I think it was, I don't know, already like eight or nine centimetres at home.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and so once we got to hospital, I did close up a bit, I did, and yeah, the one of my girlfriends who was supporting me is a professional photographer, videographer, and she was filming the whole thing. And years later I showed my private midwife, who I had my second baby with, and she said, she's got the Doppler on the wrong place. She's listening to your heartbeat, not the baby. So she actually pressed the red button because the, um, like the emergency call the medical staff in button because she thought the baby's heart rate had gone right up or down or like sorry i'm not all up on it would be, you would know it would Lucy. probably be
0: down yeah cuz maternal yeah. heart rate is usually lower
3: yeah yeah that's right so i think i was about 83 and they were really worried yeah. um that it had gone down um, but turns out the doppler was taking my pulse not the baby anyway oh. <laughs> wow all the medical staff came <laughs> in And they were just like, you know, they're at my sacred portal saying, you know, it's taking a bit long now. You've closed up a bit now and you need to, you know, we need to prepare for an episiotomy or um, get the suction thing out.
0: Yeah, the vacuum.
3: The vacuum, yeah. And I was like, I just, I was in a birth portal really? i couldn't really make decisions um i think it's so unfair to ask them to make decisions in a birth portal <laughs> um, so
2: i don't even I know I how just,
1: anyone does
2: yeah
3: i was just like i think i said no suction no suction so um so she put a needle in to prepare for an epis- episiotomy Um, and didn't end up needing that. So actually I just birthed the baby, birthed my little baby, my first baby, (laughs) Um, and I ended up tearing from the point of where the injection went in, Um, interestingly enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Later, you know, a few hours later I was told by my midwife that, I was really lucky that the medical staff were so patient because they'd been there for 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) You know, like just waiting for me to
1: birth.
3: (laughs) You're such an inconvenience,
1: Karuna. So
3: ridiculous. Yeah, so inconvenient. Sorry to take up like less than an hour of your time um, while you're at work. So, (laughs) yeah. But they they're just not used to seeing normal birth to to seeing a woman laboring and just making her sounds and and doing her thing and moving in the way her body needs to move like I I still held strong to doing that I think that was hugely part of having my three girlfriends with me like they were mm. they were amazing and they they did their fucking best to protect me mm. they did, they're amazing. <laughs>
1: I feel Um, like it's such a beautiful theme in your life, Karuna. Like, just even if you look at that first birth, like you've just got so many. Oh God, now I'm going to get teary. But you've got so many amazing women around you that love you so much. Like that really really love you. You really, you really really do. do. Um, And I I don't have any
3: biological sisters, but like the sisters in my life are fucking solid. Yeah. Really amazing and. um, Yeah, and it, I've probably become really good at calling them in since being pregnant yep. with my firstborn. Yeah.
1: I've um, just noticed that theme. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, Primmy. You're
2: <laughs> You're just putting gonna, Prim on the
0: boob.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna put I'm just gonna mute myself so I keep talking sure. while I just shove this nipple in her mouth. <laughs> awesome.
0: Oh yeah.
3: Deep breaths
0: yeah deep breaths what a big moment so beautiful hearing
1: this story These, like especially like I love you so much Karina but it's so beautiful hearing this story and like your heart because it really does it helps me understand you so much deeper and I'm like oh okay I get it there she is
0: and birth really cracks us open it's like like it cracks you open like you just will never ever believe. Um and it's just this beautiful opportunity to, to like tap into another realm completely and other and parts of yourself that perhaps weren't accessible
3: before you birthed. Mm. Absolutely. The the strength that I derive from that birth, the resilience. And, and I also can the grief as well. Like the
1: grief, yeah. like you had to go through a grieving period of her father, which, you know, that's just another whole a whole thing in yeah. itself and that all them like everything's already so amplified in pregnancy and then to have that as well. It's just, man, I can see where like you, you, this, like I can see this in your life now because you do have this such like strength underneath all that joy that you bring. Yeah. Thank
3: you, beautiful. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of facets. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we're all very multifaceted women. So. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's a lot of grief too.
0: Mm. Yeah. So moving out of that birth space, and now you've got your daughter in your arms. What, what lessons did you learn, and how did that um, then um, affect, like? the next kind of step in your life story
3: wow okay so lessons learned from that birth I think is it was kind of like after the birth just like you have this baby you just need to get on with it and do it and and feed it and manage to feed yourself and clean yourself and keep paying your bills like you just keep going um, yeah
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm just it's a it's a big thing a to reflect on moment. the lessons okay. though mm. like sometimes it comes a bit like you probably mm. get off the like, the call and just be like oh it just it's, it's that that's why we're doing what we're doing because it's a con- birth is we're constantly
2: yeah work, walking
1: the labyrinth we're constantly yeah. unpacking and unraveling it, it and is. going oh and then when we do when we haven't thought about it in a while and then we go back and we're like oh, yeah. and it can bring up just a flood of emotion because mm. it's yeah it, it's, it we're walking it all the time
0: did you yeah, feel like a different version of you like exiting that birth portal like did you feel like wow like um, I'm oh yeah definitely mother yes
3: completely different made into mother um I had this crazy idea before I got pregnant with her I was I had a business um taking people ocean swimming like teaching adults to Mm. ocean swim and taking them around like it was called beyond the break and I would take them like because I lived at Bronte at the time and I would take them out, you know, around the heads, um, around Ben Buckler, um, swimming from like Bondi to Koji kind of thing. So working with one-on-one with people's fear and overcoming that. Anyway, I was in this delusion that life could just go on as normal after i had the baby and i had mm. actually looked into buying like a huge bubble like things like a massive pvc bubble that i could just put the baby in and tag her along on my ankle while i still took clients out to conquer their fears really good idea <laughs> I thought i could do that um and yeah i mean you probably could have if you
1: really wanted yeah, to but i mean the
3: manufacturers <laughs> of the bubble let me know that like oxygen wouldn't last in there for like more than half an hour so it wasn't really viable, um, and probably you can't wasn't. actually
1: poke holes in it either.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs>
1: God, that's Life something was... that I would do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was shockingly different. I tried to keep it as same as I could, and I think, um, you know, my my breast milk took a good three months to kick in properly. Um, yeah because I was still trying to just be out there and do things like I think she was she would have been about 36 hours old when I first walked down to to the little rock pool at Bronte the locals call the bogey hole Um, Mm. but yeah she was little and I just wanted to get my vag in the water like Mm. that's probably such a (laughs) no-no But whatever, no. I, I had to. I had to go to the ocean.
1: I feel like it's not a no-no, though. That's, that's not a what, no-no. Like,
3: it's really good no. for healing.
1: Oh, awesome.
2: <laughs> I'm with my people
3: here.
2: <laughs> no, you're uh, my, with your people. Midwife, stick that
3: virgin. in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So I think I just tried to keep up just my life before too, too long and then Um, I called on donor milk and this is again calling in the support of my community I called on donor milk in that three months and I used formula and I fucking tried all the fenugreeks and even the the medical one that helps your boobs go I can't remember what it's called now I don't know if you know this thing but um
0: oh my god I've had a mind blank but I
3: know yeah that medication yes yes that one um you know, and that was obviously a solution I looked at more like after I'd been trying naturally for two months. But none of it really helped except when I got a cold and I just lay in bed and I just stayed in bed. And then, oh, magic, my milk came when I stayed in bed. <laughs> um, and then I went on to breastfeed her for almost another two years after that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Sometimes we just have to get out of our own way. Yeah.
0: Sometimes yeah. our body... And- makes us move out of our own way
3: yeah us. <laughs> I'm really us... grateful for that cold yeah.
0: yeah yeah it's like lie down Karuna <laughs> yeah. I've got milk to bring in
3: lie yeah. down
2: bitch <laughs> yeah oh my god but I,
3: look I think you know living in the east and just the friends I had around me I was one of the youngest to ever have a baby
2: right
3: mm. um and like my school friend's hadn't really started having babies. not the ones I was still in contact with anyway so I don't think I'd actually really held a baby until I held my own first baby Um, and so education around breastfeeding was just not something like I was very focused on the birth and like having that be natural and you know aiming for the home birth um but I didn't give much thought to breastfeeding or what support I'd need around that I didn't give thought around a food roster or how I'd even do that I just thought that I could still manage doing everything I think I I went shopping in Bondi Junction Harris Farm Basement when she was about two weeks old with her strapped on
1: (laughs) and you had that um tear as well that would have been hectic you would have felt so raw yeah I just you know went
3: out with my nappies on and yeah um, i
1: fully I did the same and it's like
0: I look back now and I'm like what
3: but if it's not
0: modeled to us from our community like what it should look like how would you know so then you're in it and you're like oh (laughs) we just
1: get on with it like we get on with our period like we just get on with it yeah I was
0: listening to um the start of the new midwives cauldron um podcast with um Uh, ria dempsey last night and she was saying how she used to um hold these circles like pregnancy circles and then postpartum and like heaps of different kinds of circles but she was like it was education in of itself like in these um so they'd have like an antenatal circle but then like the women who'd had started having babies will come back and sit mm. and tell their birth stories and in the circle they'd be breastfeeding and like changing their babies' nappies and caring for their babies and she was like via just like modeling behavior these women who were yet to have babies were learning without realizing yeah. they were learning and yeah. yeah we're not exposed in our day this day and age really to um to like to witnessing women caring for newborns and mm. holding newborns and like seeing a mum just breastfeed and normalising that, so it can be such a jarring foreign place to land in when you have your own baby and you're like, mm. whoa, I have no frame of reference for this.
2: Yeah, and it's absolutely. just such a
0: disservice because back in the day, like we all just would have been sitting around in circle every day, and you just yeah. little girls would have witnessed birth and breastfeeding and caring for newborns and they would have helped and it would have just been a very integrated um thing like just this integration of wisdom and knowledge
3: it's like I met the mother community I needed like after I became a mother like I wish I had that community while I was pregnant totally yeah
1: yep that's what we need to address yeah well that's what we are addressing
3: absolutely (laughs)
1: So your initial postpartum, like, I feel like, um, yeah, because we have that. I suppose it's a, like a, a disconnection to ourselves, really, isn't it? That's why we mm. just
3: keep going. Yeah, it's the keep going, and also part of me, you know, because I was doing it solo, completely solo, um, on every level, I. I didn't really want to identify with the mother community, really. I haven't really thought about it like this before, but I didn't want to be like that mum that walks her bugaboo on Bondi Beach promenade. And totally. I fully get that,
2: though. That I had scary. that,
0: I had that re- that resistance as well when I first had
3: my first baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, the old bugaboos. Like, I'm not
3: gonna Yeah, I'm not going to become like a boring mum. Yes, you that, resist. That's not me. Yeah, there was a huge resistance, and that was my like oh, that's that so refreshing to hear. That? Yeah,
1: just being honest, you know, mm. I was exactly the same as well. And then I had friends that had like would would actually like have like that all the updated like bugaboos, like the bugaboos. God, that was a big thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Fucking bugaboos, <laughs> and then <just laughs> and I just was like, mm.
3: absolutely not, no, yeah. I, I think she was about. She would have been over a year old when some of my friends at the beach were like, "Oh, we've never seen her out of the pouch before," and and she's out and she can walk. Like, fully. I'm
0: the biggest baby I just wearer. Carry the pouch
3: constantly, yeah.
0: <laughs> but they only they want to be there though. They don't want to be in a pram.
3: They do, especially when they have reflux. They just want to be up all the time. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, actually, my firstborn had the worst reflux as well so I really feel Mm. you it's like especially with your first baby that's like hardcore
3: it's hardcore yeah Yeah. it's so um it's interesting though because it really like without that reflux I may not have held her as much
0: Mm. so there's a gift in
3: all of that as well you know
0: there are so many gifts like when Mm. we reflect back we realize yeah like if that hadn't happened I wouldn't have learned that skill or awakened that part of myself or um it's all just meant to be if we lean in mm-hmm. um so uh, so then how yeah what happens next in your story like you're this mama you've got this little baby you've oh, been wow. yeah
3: milk's coming yeah. you're bonding
0: You're baby I'm wearing You're mama, breastfeeding
3: I- <laughs> I don't think I worked for a year or so, and and I knew I didn't want to go back to like an office kind of job. So I I had already had the background in teaching adults to swim, and so I shifted to teaching kids to swim and particularly babies. Um, so my dad is awesome and really hands-on support. So he I think she, Moana would have been like eight or nine months when I um went and did my like swimming teacher training. Um, because yeah for the adult stuff it was all very intuitive and self-taught and yeah I was just yeah bl- lucky to be able to tune into people and teach them but in order to teach like at a swim school which is kind of what I wanted like short shifts where I could just walk in and out I just had to get those qual. so I went and did that um for a couple of years um and then I was also doing it privately and then just shifted to only doing it privately. Probably when Moana was about three, three years old. Um, and I learned so much about kids actually, teaching kids swimming, and so much about the difference between boys and girls. It's, mm. it's really apparent when you have yep. them Totally in a space that can be as vulnerable as a swimming pool, especially a natural ocean saltwater swimming pool where the waves are crashing over. Wow! Um,
1: what did you yeah, notice just, the most about that? I'm so interested in that.
3: Yeah, that just the girls were ready to come with me and explore, right? Wow! Your, I your didn't two, think you were going to say that. Four-year-old girls, they were ready to just jump on in, um, whereas the boys wanted to cling to their mums a lot more. That mm, that yeah. was that was the biggest thing. That I noticed for that age in that environment.
2: Wow!
1: Yeah, my God, there's and so much that, to unpack with that. Did
3: that?
0: Um, did working with children in the swimming pool then um, was that what influenced you to then now work with children in the Steiner environment? Is that was that the
3: connection there? Um, it, you know what? I I just like kids, and I like to be able to make a positive impact on their lives. Mm. Um, uh, I discovered Steiner education for the first time when Moana was like eight months old. I started going to like a Steiner baby group and I loved it. Just everything, everything about Steiner philosophy, about gentle discipline, um, about the reverence for the seasons and caring for the physical in order to nurture the spiritual, just really felt fully aligned for me so yeah that's when I first met Steiner Ed and why I decided mm. to continue with it I think it's mm. such a beautiful way of being it's not just an education
1: it is it is it's yeah. just a deeper way um I think it's the like the only way <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just such a connection to the earth and the mother and father sky and the offerings and it's just so beautiful, isn't it? Mm. I love it. Yeah, Lucy, Thanks. I love
3: that you're trying to keep us on track.
2: Bless you, this <laughs> no, this woman. is
1: this is this is actually no. She's actually this is actually our roles. This is why we work so well <laughs> because I'm like no 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 no, and then Lucy goes, mm. okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring it back down. To here. <laughs> that's just that's Lucy's role, and that's why we work, and that's why I love her yeah. so much.
3: And I love that because Same. I'm also. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. And like, yes. where were we? <laughs> but we need the blah, 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 And we need the
1: come back over here. You know, thank you for answering us, mani- Lucy. Are you a Manny Jen, Karuna? I think so, yeah. fucking yeah. oath, you are.
3: You are. Okay. You're a projector. Fucking mani- <laughs> this is a projector. Ah, uh, awesome. Good balance. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep, totally. Yes. I, I also want to need- do your
1: birth chart, Karuna.
0: I get really tired, yes, so I need Christy's energy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like, <laughs> you you're birthing in a couple of months aren't you Lucy yeah
0: yeah and you oh, I'm yeah like nine-ish weeks yeah
3: yeah wow yeah yeah I well. no wonder you're tired and you've got three already <laughs> yeah, she's a boss bitch. yeah I am <laughs>
0: yeah. Both, yeah. um oh so Wow, so made into mother story, that journey and then integrating work into your new role as mother and how mm. that felt authentic to you. And I feel like you you were so empowered already, like a knowledgeable actually work, walking into birth, the fact that home birth was something that was in your realm and something that you, you wanted. And mm. the fact that then you had that um, like you then called out to your community for donor milk and your baby wore, like like that isn't especially yeah, like. I think
1: that's a real strength in itself
0: especially 11 mm. years ago like that wasn't like that mainstream as it is now and normal True. Like we talk about donor milk all the time and baby wearing is like everywhere but back then it was still a very like new-ish kind of concept so the fact that you really like you stood in your own and knew what your baby needed and what you needed. And um, again, that comes back to you needing to leave your partner because you knew that that wasn't the space you wanted to bring a child into and you weren't going to be mm. supported in that environment. Like that's huge for mm. a maiden, for a 28-year-old, like to have that foresight and that gumption and that, um, so yeah, you're just standing in your power. Yeah already like that's like such like an amazing thing
3: thank you Um, for that reflection it is pretty incredible thank
0: you
1: it's so incredible I definitely wasn't there at that age when I had my first you know I wish that I had that like I mean I guess it was down there deep but yeah I just didn't I didn't even go there so that's why I asked you at the very beginning like like was home birth always on your radar
2: Mm. because
1: you know, it's not on a lot of like, especially women that have just gone through a separation and then are going into that transition to mother. Like I just, I always, that blows me away. I'm just like, whoa, you're a boss.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you're beautiful. And you're a Capricorn too.
3: I feel like Capricorns are gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Capricorns don't know much about star signs, that's for sure. Not this one anyway. But I always say this to
1: you too. I'm like, fucking
0: hell, Karuna. You're a Capricorn mate. Some some woman commented on my Instagram commenting on our podcast and she was like, I love your partner, how she always brings up star signs in every podcast episode. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I know. I need to know, like
1: I I need to know Karuna's like moon sign, rising sign. I need to know where her Mercury and Venus are. I need to fucking know.
3: Oh it's it's all written down somewhere from when I did um, I remember one of the first Warming times Cross that School. I went
1: to your house and uh Karuna was like leaning against the wall of her house like just with her tits out and like no shirt on and I was like oh my god I fucking love her so much and I was <laughs> wow. like wow and I walked Gosh. up to you and I said I just what's your star sign <laughs> And you like <laughs> you said a Capricorn I was like oh I didn't think you were going to say that I always thought Capricorns were a bit, you know, a bit boring. But
0: there must be a lot of stuff in
1: the chart. That's why I need to know your moon and that. I'm like, there's a bit of Aquarius in there, I'm sure.
0: Next (laughs) time you meet up, you can dive deep.
1: (laughs) No, I'm actually going to be getting you to send me your birth time as soon as this podcast ends. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: All right, getting back on track, Christy. (laughs) Back on track. All right, so tell us, um, between your first baby and your second baby, what happened in that time?
3: Wait, Karina, you're on mute. Yeah, a lot happened in that time. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So when (laughs) Moana was two, I met this guy um, who I thought I loved and we were together. We thought we'd be together forever.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: um he was from fiji moana's father is maori so that there's a the, there's a theme in my there's in my a past theme partners. um yeah an ocean loving theme mm-hmm. so yes oceanside polynesian yes. so yeah i met this guy we were together bit over a year and then we were like okay well if we want to move forward in our relationship at all we actually need to sort your visa out he was um he was an alien in mm. Sydney um so yeah so we got married to help support the case and you know the plan was we were together forever anyway and we moved over to CG and lived there for Gosh, how long did we live there? Was it six months? Wow, I did not know this about you. Yeah. Yeah. Epic. We lived there for a good chunk. Um, And it was this tiny island called Taviuni, if anyone knows Taviuni. Also, my battery's running low, so I'm going to go inside and plug in. Um, So, yeah, we lived on this tiny island with his family um his family was the most wealthy on the island because they had both a washing machine and a television and wow. so they were kind of like a hub on the um, royalty on the island yeah they were island royalty so <laughs> oh, princess karuna time. yeah <laughs> did not feel like a princess when um you could wash had... your knickers that's the main thing i could wash everything But he became more distant and distant um, and just really got into the carver, really disconnected. Um, And, you know, it was basically just me and Moana on this dream island, but I was hoping that it would be, like, all of us together, you know.
2: Mm.
3: Um, But that wasn't the case. And so I had my suspicions. So I went into his phone. Mm. Uh-oh. Right, here and we go. I discovered, <laughs> I discovered like infidelity of the highest level.
2: Um, um
3: that yeah, that before, before we had left Fiji, he had, um, yeah, had relations with a friend of his and she was pregnant. <gasps> so yeah <laughs> oh, what a dirty dog yeah so that was like a shocking end and Fuck a very definite inhale. end to our relationship um how did
1: you like what was going through your mind at that point oh I, I picked up a knife
3: fucking <laughs> oath I would have
1: picked up a fucking knife too
3: <laughs> yeah did you just throw the knife it, I was like so out of it no I just like tried to I, I couldn't do anything, and wow! Luckily, <sighs> my dad was actually visiting us at the time, and um, he said, "Yeah, kind of that that whole nice moment kind of happened at the back of his mum's house, and his his mum and my dad were like sitting down having having a cup of tea, and Lionel as like, you do, yeah. So Fiji guy has gone back there." And um, after I've already confronted him, but obviously he's gone like running to his mummy. Mm. Anyway, there's also as, a knife. As they there do,
2: because,
3: because we had been cutting up um, sea urchins earlier that day. So you just like Lil- Lilith was invoked; she fully was. Kelly dad, C- dad called out, "Put the knife down. He's not worth it." Oh, dad! So, I'm love glad you, dad. your dad was there, like just
0: to witness, yeah. like. Like and be kind of yeah. advocating for you in that space. That's
1: energetically
3: and just, a bit yeah, of the divine
1: just... masculine energy coming in <sighs> to bring some balance. The whole
3: timing of my life has actually been so blessed. Like every timing, like even when a thing seems shit, like later on, it's like, oh, okay, I can get why that happened at that time. That's yeah. So perfect.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
3: So um So Dadikins. So Dadikins was there. We booked flights. We left the next day. Mm. And that was that was it. Relationship over.
0: So he could support Did you that- though in coming back home and like
3: yeah. But that yeah. would have also like we we could get a flight off the small island right away, but the flight out of um out of Nandy was a bit um like a few days later. So we just mm. we stayed in a um like a whatever kind of hotel backpackers thing there. And um, I just grieved. I just cried. And I just remember Mm. looking in the mirror um, a few times a day saying, This is never happening again. Like just staring deep into Mm. my own eyes saying, This will never happen again. Because I was just going to say to you,
1: you, Karuna, like that would have brought up what happened in Moana's birth. Like it's like that grief. And like, you know, that would have just brought up a whole. Another layer of emotion, oh, and like know. it that's like almost it's activating trauma. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was it was pretty big. Oh my gosh,
0: another awakening, <laughs> another cracking open, another, another cracking open, and like letting and like leveling up and being like, Hell no,
3: yeah, 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 another like, This is my boundary, and this is where I need to mm-hmm. be strong yeah yeah
0: um
1: finally while I was
3: like crying in the hotel yeah how did
1: you move through that like what was the process of that like you were looking in the mirror I could just imagine really like yeah
3: Yeah, I just I was just so lucky dad was there because he actually took Moana out every day she's like almost four by this time and she doesn't really understand why this man she's called daddy since she was two, why we suddenly left him. Like it's totally, yeah, it's really jarring for her. Um, did he by ever? By, did he dad, ever say
1: anything? Like did did he ever like? Did the, the husband ever so, say? Anything? Yeah, like um, did he ever no, like? No. Like no. like he, reach look, out? We, we to had you, a few you? contacts
3: after that. Um, we had a few phone calls and he's like, Yeah, look, I'm going to try and make it over to Nandy. Like, because we were leaving four or five days later. Um, I'm going to come and see you. We're going to work it out, blah, blah. blah. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just I wanted to drop in that dad would take Mo horse riding for those days. Um, oh and we all God, know how much she loves horses now. And Horsie like, girl. you know, Fiji is just like, it's so affordable. So yeah, her and Dad just went horse riding all day every day, um, while I just but, like bawled, released.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah.
3: So we came back, um, and obviously I hadn't learned my lesson quite well enough. We never so do. Here comes the next one. Here we
1: go. <laughs> oh, I can really relate to a lot. Like this is yeah we yeah fucking <laughs> hell. Let's let's hear it.
3: Okay. So um, there's this guy who I've been on and off with since I was 21. So by this time it's like 10 years or so, 12 years even. And so, of course, I was back on my rebound and I went back to him. And, mm-hmm. But for the first time in our 12 years of fooling around, kind of two years on, two years off, he was like always single. And I could always, like, rely on him (laughs) to be there when I wanted him. But he was Mm -hmm. never there as, like, a real partner. Anyway, Grace was conceived then. My second baby. My second Earth side baby. Mm. So, yeah, my second Earth side. I have also had two babies, which are star babies. Yeah. So Grace was conceived. Moana it's like four and a half and yeah I gave birth to Grace when she was like when Mo was like five and a quarter Mm. Um, Lucy I know you've got questions for me
0: Let's. I feel like I really want. To oh, I was just
3: Kubuna. I'm stuck so into that.
0: Like, keep going, fuck.
3: <laughs> uh, got I don't know where to go. I need. I need some All right, structure. right, I'll give you Lucy, some structure. Here Structured we go, mama Bear. Mama All right, bear.
0: so tell us. Let's dive. I really want to hear her birth story because oh, wow. I've seen a photo that I think you shared, and oh, it yes. Wow. Like, sorry, I had goosebumps, and um, I want to hear her birth story, and. Oh, wow. So yeah, shall we like properly dive in and like tell us about the last well tell us kind of in a nutshell what her pregnancy was like, how it was different sure. to Moana's and then how how Labor started and like go into the
3: whole I'd love to hear her whole birth story. Oh my God. Okay. Well her birth actually starts with a death. So my brother passed away um suddenly. Um, and I just won't state the reason right here but it was sudden and unexpected and um, that was in 2016. Soon after his birthday was two weeks after his 28th birthday so I'm five years older than him so yeah same age gap as my girls really. Um, So yeah, Ben passed on, and on Ben he passed three weeks after his last birthday. Um, on Ben's birthday is when I went to visit my long time on and on and off again friend. Like we had Ben's birthday dinner. My parents were looking after Moana, and I went to visit my old buddy. Um, and that's when I conceived Grace. I conceived Grace on or we conceived Grace on my brother's last birthday wow Mm. wow
2: um
3: yeah so Ben passed um... three weeks after that and then it would would have been like a week after that I realized I was pregnant Mm
2: -hmm. um
3: like solidly pregnant I did get what I thought was bleeding, like I got a, a like an implantation bleed, and then mm-hmm. um, yeah, Grace's father and I were both like, Phew, "Okay, I'm I've got my periods, okay," but no, it was the implantation bleed.
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, oh my god, what a time, what a time. So Grace's father made it really clear really clear how are you feeling like how are you feeling um like in the deeper shock that my brother had just left the earth
2: because
3: yeah like I just I was feeling I was feeling angry I was really angry that he would just leave like that like I was so irresponsible the way he left Mm. um I was really angry to him and I was angry to him like for my parents. Like for your child to go before you in a mm. circumstance like that, it's just wrong. Mm-mm. Just so wrong. Um so yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's- yeah, fuck, I can't even, I, I can yeah. only imagine how that would, that process,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I can it's only a imagine.
3: And we're close, close family, small family, you know, just the four of us, mum, dad, me, my brother, you know. Are I'm you, in, are you basically. your oldest? Yeah, I'm five years older.
2: <sighs>
3: yeah. So um, you
0: find out you're pregnant and, and the father, father of Grace, what, what's his response?
3: <laughs> please have an abortion please Mm. oh my god uh, yeah grace has to be much older than this if she ever hears this Mm. but yeah he was begging me he was crying he was angry um and i just knew like you know i had had a star baby with the man that i had married Mm. um a couple years before and i was okay to let that go because Moana was like two at that time or two and a half and I was like there's no way I can do this on my own and he had made it clear that he that he thought it would pull us apart um whew. and then of course when we broke up he goes I, I wish we did have it things would have been different blah, blah, blah. anyway
1: oh, yeah
2: <laughs> it's, it's
1: I can that's the way I can relate to that a lot
3: I'd love to hear more about that
1: Mm. when when I, when I come over for an infrared sauna yeah
3: uh, yeah we need to get you in here
0: yeah <laughs> Karina has yeah. for everyone listening in a sauna
3: in mm-hmm. her bedroom <laughs> mm-hmm. yes so I've moved from but, sitting outside of the chooks to being lush, in, in my bedroom <laughs> you know because you have to treat yourself well you do self-care <laughs> so, baby self-care you're sitting you're so, pregnant and you're sitting in that really and he said no and and I've gone okay well like this the the spirit of this child and my brother Mm. they're like crossing over on the rainbow bridge right now
2: I know like
3: this could actually be my brother coming through again yeah like I have to have this baby there's like no question and you know because Moana was um you know older then and I just knew I could do it on my own again like I'd done it on my own before so this time with Grace I went in knowing I was doing it on my own crazy (laughs) (laughs)
1: fucking um, inspiration now
3: yeah Mm -mm.
0: you've got a lot of power behind you at this point a lot of conviction and a lot of yeah it's
3: like i can do this yeah yep mama bear Mm. so yeah the grace came um her birth was this time i was smarter i um employed a professional home birth midwife I I wanted a midwife that's just like I really wanted someone who like knew the science and the physiological mm-hmm. stages um and you know I have massive respect for any woman woman who chooses any birth she wants just as long mm-hmm. as she knows her options yes yep. I feel like that's totally important and so I knew there was an option of free birthing or doula only or hospital or, you know, like my neighbour in the apartment across from me, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm having the baby on this date because she booked it in, you know, around mm-hmm. her appointments. Yep. And that's how she chose to birth. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I'm glad that works for you. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: so for me, I really wanted a midwife, so I hired the beautiful Cheryl Cidery. <laughs> oh. <Lovely>. Cheryl. <laughs> She is she's gorgeous. She's fucking amazing. Who is Cheryl? Um, Cheryl is, she, I don't think she's practising anymore. I think she had her last baby maybe last year sometime. Mm. So Cheryl's an independent
1: a midwife.
0: An independent midwife. Mm. So she's okay. not, um, she doesn't work for a hospital. She just works mm. for herself and you have okay. like
3: contract. Yeah, in the later years agreement. she just for herself. But she was also very involved in the Royal and getting that home birth program up. Mm. Yeah. She was like the, you know, the overseeing midwife for that.
0: And how beautiful to have a woman like holding you through that journey and like mothering the mother and mm. creating that safe Incredible.
3: space. Yeah. And my mom even came to one like antenatal appointment with with Cheryl. And, you know, then lots of things were confirmed to me by Cheryl about how how unhealthy my mom can be.
1: Um, the mother wound, the
3: mother wound, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, which is you know always a work. It's like you think you've unpacked okay. every layer of that onion, and then there's a whole other onion.
1: I think it's like the, one <laughs> of the most hardest, hardest um, unravelings I've ever had to face, mm. because it's not just the mother wound; it's the grandmother wound. It's it's the it's the, it's the red thread, the, thread, yeah. the red thread, baby.
3: um so I went into that birth feeling really prepared and sure that I would that it would be the birth that I wanted it to be um so I'd say if I had to pick a word for that birth it was empowering Mm.
2: um
3: and I birthed my baby in the birth pool in my bedroom in my little apartment in Bronte Mm um and she was it just you and phone. Cheryl uh it was and I had a, a friend who is a doula and I had another friend there who was there as Moana support person so I had two girlfriends there that time wow yeah what was the
1: labor like
3: it was beautiful the lab was lovely it was just like dreamy <laughs> I did get this, like, definite, like when I felt her head coming out of my cervix. I was like, "This is the last time. I'm ever doing this."
2: I remember you saying,
3: that. <laughs> "Yeah."
0: And was she born in her call?
3: And that's the photo you saw. Yeah, yeah she was on call. So
0: magic. Yeah. And that's just like that gives me goosebumps. Like considering that she's so mm. connected to your brother and how auspicious being born in call cool ears and what a magical yeah. little little girl that came through connecting yeah. you into all these different realms. I was so happy she was a girl.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I just think you got I, little women. <laughs> yeah. I think just without a father.
2: Um
3: yeah, I just felt like it was the, the universe gave me the right, you know right material to that I could best serve yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and how was your postpartum this time did you oh so I had a meal train this time yeah sister
3: <laughs> my farts were all over the place like so stinky because you know like people bring all the beautiful different food that you don't usually have and yeah I was just like loving it it was so much food um yeah, I had a community of mothers around me by that time. Um, I was homeschooling Moana, so I had my homeschool community.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and you know, by this stage, Moana and I had basically been at the beach every day for five years, so we had the whole beach community, um, just like ready yeah. to to serve us when when we needed, which was amazing. Um, Mo had heaps of playdates and Mm. yeah it was it was such a different postpartum the second time and knowing what and Cheryl said something amazing because you know at the time of being pregnant with Grace and Grace is six years old now but at that time I was like I still wasn't very good at asking for help and Cheryl just said like you asking people for help is actually help them because people love to help. She's yeah. like, think yeah. of you, like, you love to help people. Yep. It's a service for them. Like, it's, it's a joy for them to be able to help. Oh, I don't know why I'm crying about that. But
1: yeah. This is the part that I cried about in my story, help, it's receiving. Because,
0: because this yeah, is really that. like the wounding of the feminine. I feel like it's, it, it's like we don't know how to ask for help and take up space and receive. It's a big block there. And it's very emotional for us when we do receive and we feel loved and when we feel like supported by community. Um, because yeah, there's this weird mentality and conditioning that we just need to get on with it and like be stoic and be in our masculine all the time. And Mm. when we do just soften and receive, like that's the feminine way. And um, I feel like when we all can give back to one another and we and and we can also receive it's yeah. like there's this huge like ah, oh, like exhale in the divine feminine and it's like this is how it's meant to feel and be yeah and we need absolutely. to relearn this skill and
1: it's so powerful when women come together it is so undeniably powerful it's amazing when I was talking about my story in postpartum and like pregnancy and it's the times of the sisterhood and receiving and um feeling that love and like instead of just saying no i'm all right or and just feeling all of that that was like such a powerful moment for me so obviously you've had like a similar experience and it's like so transformational as well
3: absolutely being able to ask and receive it's <laughs> it's just so humbling as well um and it's so connecting
1: being loved by another woman
3: though like
1: is there yeah. really like i i just i think that that was like that's like such a like we don't talk about that enough because mm. we actually like again like the patriarchy all the stuff and all the things but it is so real because i feel like we don't let ourselves get that close um you know in fear of being hurt or you don't tr- we don't trust each other or there's the competition or Mm, you know, all that shit. But when we really lean into it, there's just so, it's so fucking beautiful. Like mm. I just think <laughs> the sisterhood's where it's at.
3: Absolutely. I'm there. Yeah. I'm here with you. Yep.
1: Yeah. We're up, baby. We're up. Yeah. So, yeah. So going from there and you obviously were in your postpartum and you had Moana and Grace and you had lots of support around, did.
3: Around yeah. your transition and around your and journey, when Grace turned one, I started studying with the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Jane, doing Jane, the Four Jane. Seasons Journey. So I had all—that's right—I had already done some of her like one-day workshops.
2: Yeah,
3: um, Jane Hardwick Collings and then um in 2018, from the start of that year, around when Grace turned one to when she turned two i was in circle as a mama toto mama, mama with totos. A little vip love the mama totos um love them mm-hmm. yeah i was mama toto there and that year was like really was so consolidating for the sisterhood. who
1: were your teachers ishwari and talia well oh, ishwari she's a grandmother mm-hmm. hey she's, she's like the show. grandmother tree she's amazing yeah
3: best hugs ever yeah yeah and kaliak is such a skilled psychotherapist as well I, Ooh, yeah i don't know her she's in katoomba oh i want to meet her yeah you should meet her she's great yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that yeah so that year was transformative um and my i was still living in bronte at the time when i did it and my four seasons was up in the mountains. And I think, Christy, this is how you got to the mountains as well. Sister, when I sister. To your story.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I was like, every time I came up a mountain for a gathering, because there's six gatherings throughout that year, I was like, oh yeah, this is beautiful. And just what came to me in my vision quest was like, it's gonna be so much easier for you to mother if you have the mother all around you. So I have, mm-hmm. if I have Mother Earth all around me, it's just going to like do half of my mothering for me, which is what I need because there's no other half doing the parenting. Well, the big
1: so. old the big old mountain holds you.
3: Yeah, she really does. And yeah, so we came up uh, 2019, so four years ago now. Autumn holidays, we moved up. Um, by this time, moana has been in school for two terms only. She started at the end of class one in Sydney at the Steiner School Um, and yeah we came on out she got started at Blue Mountain Steiner and Grace you know toddling along playgroups, choirs crafties all things (laughs) just getting to know our new home really Um, we were in a short-term rental to begin with for three months and then it became really apparent like by this time as well there's been a lot of healing happen or maybe not healing but more acceptance between my mother and I
2: mm-hmm. around our
3: differences because of the tragedy with my brother yeah. so um, we've learned that we actually do like to spend time together but not too close so we had like a two-bedroom home we were renting up here, which is, you know, much larger than a two-bedroom yeah. apartment. So mum and dad would come up on weekends and they would, um, yeah, just stay with us. I'm just going to turn off the sound. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, they'd come stay and we figured out, oh, well, maybe we get like a big place where we can all be together. Um, so we started looking at houses, like to get together, because now it's just us three, no brother anymore. Um, and yeah, the first day we looked, we the last property we looked at was was our place we call home now, Kookaburra Dreaming, which is a beautiful five acre bushland home. Kookaburra Dreaming. Kookaburra Dreaming. Love Kookaburra Dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's called that because my mum's Chinese, right, and she couldn't say "bulabara," Like it's just a really hard word for her and her family to say. But she's like, I know kookaburra. Can we just call it kookaburra? (laughs) So that's how it got its name. And then also the medicine of kookaburra is um, healing and like healing through laughter and joy about about family and particularly the um, love between siblings is kookaburra. Mm.
1: Karuna, that's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I
3: feel so my brother special. all around me and whenever I hear a book, her, I think of him.
1: Oh, my yeah. gosh. I love that so much. <laughs> Fuck. you <killing>
3: here. <laughs> yeah. So the mountain moves fantastic. And Lucy, over to you, my love.
1: <laughs> also, though, just want to say, like, um, we did our bush school the term amy and i like for the first term of the covid shitstorm, when we were gonna like take over the world with our bush school that's karuna's land is what the land that we were on yeah and that that, that was a good time man like that was only one term but that was like i just um i met you because you held a circle with your tp and that's i think that was one nearly one of the first times that i met you mm. and um we had that circle and then we started the the bush school and that was such a beautiful time
3: even though it wasn't long hey it was it was hard but beautiful it was so hard (laughs) hey it was hard yeah educating in a canvas bell tent is not like (laughs) it's it's not for the week that's for sure it's
1: not but we're not weak
3: no we're not we're not (laughs) and we made it work and I was also out of work at that time so I held other things on other days
1: um it was good for and, our mental health and our hearts and the connection that we really yeah. needed in that time, hey. Absolutely. We, we were still like able to
3: tough. give. We were still able to share our expertise and, yep. and connect with the kids in our community. So.
0: Yeah, and
1: each other, which was really special. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was a really special little creation between all of you beautiful women.
1: And so your garden.
0: And your garden. <laughs> so <laughs> you're in the mountains and you have just like, like I only met you f- well actually I met you randomly at um Emily's house a few years ago, but I don't think that you remember that we met.
3: <laughs> but
0: em- but then I've Emily. but then I Emily met Roxy's you-
3: mom, Emily?
0: Yeah. 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 I remember I remember that much. Right. Yeah.
3: At a birthday party, yes.
0: Yeah, oh you do, now. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but then I, came, then I came to Women's Circle on your land and I've known you yeah. through Christy and um, just I've witnessed through the wondrous invention of Instagram and social media, like all of your amazing ventures and things and activities and connections in with our community and um, just so in awe of the energy that you bring into yeah. the mountains and your field and that you gift other women, like you're such an inspiration to us. Um, And it's like, you're one of the women that the world needs now, like you honestly are. And I can see now through your birth story and your story of evolution, like really like how you came to be in this place of power and connection with self, because these times, these like harder times or vulnerable times, they cracked you open to access these parts of yourself and strength and um you just have like just grown and grown and grown and built on that and now so yeah I just would love to hear like what you're doing now all of the amazing things you're doing now mm-hmm. um and just just to inspire women who listening in like we really are wanting to shift the lens on what thriving as a woman and a mom is like it's not just being a stay-at-home mum, just working in the workforce. It's like we actually can tap into it all. We are multifaceted beings. We can multitask. We actually, I feel like we thrive when we multitask, to be honest, when we're in our flow state, when we're in our divine yeah. feminine state. It's what we crave.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And I, I look to you and I think, wow, you're just doing it. So yeah. please tell us like, Current um, day Karuna. And like you've got a shitload
2: things.
1: of energy too, which, like, I love because I feel like I'm the only hyperactive mom on the mountain <laughs> and then I look at your Instagram of you, like, twerking in the garden. I'm like, mm, there's my homegirl.
0: But it activates something in all of us. Like, I think it's, like, connecting it with your sexuality and your sensuality and your yeah. body and, pl- and playfulness and lightheartedness and um, also you're like, full earth mama with your chickens and, like, it's it's just like the best, and it's like oh, you don't have to be absolutely. like one kind of woman. Hey, we can be all the I women. i was just
1: like thinking like one of the times when I was like we were just laughing, and you just went and popped a squat like in the bush, <laughs> and I was like, "Fucking hell, she's yeah, keeping she's it real."
2: Like, <laughs> when you no, got to go, like you got
1: to go. Like, <laughs> all the time. Like I'm a real wild woman. Like I'll just go and pop a squat, <laughs> undies to the side, and I'm like.
0: You just like, yeah, whatever. This is just, yeah.
1: And I'm like, yeah, I right? <laughs> no, I grew up in the country, mate. This is so refreshing.
0: So tell <laughs> us about, yeah, all the things that you're holding right now um, your work, your business. Sure. Tell
3: us. Oh, yeah, oh, the bees, you. the bees. You too. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll just have to like listen to that section of the recording over and over when I'm having my <laughs> down moments or when my kids are like, you're not enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all have thank them. You thank you thank you both for seeing me yeah yeah, we see you sister we see you shine thank you um so nowadays i do a bit of work at the starter school and i do my community garden so we have that um fortnightly sundays i host a few friends coming around to potter in the garden it was actually a project that started during covid as like another way of um, get together with friends. And because it was like, it was about food production, we were like allowed to do it. Um, so that's how the garden got started. And then as, you know, COVID's vanished and people have gone back to all this stuff, just less people are coming to help. So I engaged um, a professional gardener, Mountain School May, Rhiannon Phillips, to come and look after it with us. And she's just amazing. And her garden is just like, oh, and the fucking coolest thing is that it grows food. Our garden grows food with thanks to Rhiannon and all our helpers that feeds I don't know who on the mountain because she sells her produce at Littleton and co op, like, oh, like the organic. Does she places. do boxes? She does boxes. So
1: I want so, to know this information and when this call ends because I want to start buying boxes and I've been sure. meaning to ask you this for some time.
3: Okay. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes.
0: It'll get be in the show notes. notes. Connect <laughs> with Rhiannon. Yeah.
3: So I just think it's so awesome that there's food being grown on the patch of land that I'm lucky to be caretaker of that feeds, like, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. That is so cool. Um, So, yeah, there's the garden. There's um, my amazing hair care business. You know, if you haven't heard about the best hair care in the world, you need to give me a call because... And it's good shit. Like, my hair's so long.
2: Yeah,
3: it's it's grown exponentially and so shiny and healthy. Um, So that's, uh, you know, another income stream that I began working on would be almost a year ago now. Um,
2: and you've got a team of women as well,
3: and I have a team of women, and they're awesome. And it's it's like a women's circle, yeah. but with more at stake because there's there's real money involved, um, and and real earnings to be had. So, but the way that our team is, it's it, it's a support just like a meal train. Just like, you know, asking your friend to help you clean when you need it, or or going to do that with a friend, um, and yeah, I, I love my
2: my shampoo I've, dealer I've team. Like,
1: like thoroughly enjoyed watching you all um, um level up and just stay. Like, I really notice always these things, especially lately, like with women just showing up, even in just uncomfortable mm. moments, or And you guys are just showing up in a really authentic way, and um, I honestly have loved watching it, and I've really loved supporting you. Like, I mean, sometimes I can't buy stuff all the time, but um, I—I mean, I've—I've still got some shampoo. It lasts ages. Well, it
3: lasts ages, so you don't need. It does, and it
1: it really is like really beautiful stuff. And I've just really enjoyed watching all of you guys um, even just jump on and do your lives and talk about it. It's, I think it's just totally inspiring.
3: Yeah, it's really confidence building. And I was a big watcher of Instagram before I posted anything. i got to say, Christy, your stories entertained me long before I yeah. got on and put any of my own on. <laughs> um, but it's I've also learned like, if someone doesn't like what you're saying, they'll just scroll past and it's like totally. it's not for me to decide what I do and don't put out there it's for it's for the watcher just to go by and it yeah. and it doesn't really matter like yeah if you look mm. like a silly goose who cares it's just
0: if it makes just, you feel good that's yeah, all that if, matters yeah <laughs> expressing and expressing yourself
3: and you know you're just putting a message out there to help people yeah um, whether it be with their hair skin or finances it's like it's yes. just a it's another avenue to to be of service yeah and you're giving
1: other women permission to show up and look at different avenues for themselves and Mm -hmm. um yeah I just think like I think I said this I don't know if I've said this in the recording or out of the recording but it's like I think it's really important within our community to be supporting and encouraging each other and generating that wealth Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that love even if when we don't all have to be best friends, but we can all support each other and just absolutely. be really conscious and mindful of how we speak about each other yeah. and how, yeah. yeah, just how we like show up and just encouragement and just absolutely
3: yeah. like when you need to buy a gift for your kid or or a kids party, like you can get it from Wild Child. What what, what Elise? You wild know. Mountain Child. Yeah, Wild Mountain Child. Like, there's so many, um, yeah, beautiful yeah. businesses we can support right here in our beautiful fire and flood store in Wentworth. Yes. Like, there's, like, you know, every creative pretty much has stuff stopped yeah. in that store. And so it's yes, also about yeah, the, en- the energetics.
0: Support. The energetics of it is, like, um like there's more than enough for all of us as women to succeed and breaking down that conditioning that we're competing against one another and that's that that scarcity mindset and it's like there's so much sister wounding attached and it's so it's like it's actually so much bigger than just like supporting someone financially in their business it's like you're actually healing a sister wound and Mm -hmm. um we're creating more energetic abundance like and that's what I'm excited about. I just like healing that because it's just I feel like it's holding us back so much. We've been um, told by the patriarchy that there's not enough for women and that we have to compete against one another. But there is mm. so much like the world is fertile. Like we are fertile goddesses. We are creatrix. Like
2: Absolutely.
0: we we are powerful. When we back one another. And I think that's why. <laughs> You know as jane always says like if if something's being suppressed in the feminine then that's um when i say jane i mean jane hardwick collins it's a clue Mm. that there's there's a lot of power there that um that once upon a time the patriarchy was afraid of and they tried to suppress and like um disconnect us from so Mm -hmm. it's about plugging us back into this infinite amazing like
3: abundance there is abundance like i just step out to my garden I'm like wow we planted that and then it grew and then we planted more and more grew and yes. the ones that grew really big produced seeds for us to plant again like
2: yes and then
3: I also love um going to the springs that we have in the mountains the artesian springs because that every time I'm at the spring I remember like there is more than enough for everybody because that spring just keeps giving whether it's like drought or flood whatever season that spring yeah. is really constant
0: and the mother um, that the mother energy yeah. like she's she's so giving like she's mm. so giving to us and she, she there's always yeah. enough for everyone on her planet like in the ecosystem everything supports one another um we have so much to learn
3: from her we do yeah. and i
1: think it's really important i think one thing i struggled with um growing up was if i would see another woman succeeding or putting herself out there um, and doing her thing, there was always a part of me that just this self-worth um, within me got activated, which then, like, came out in negative ways, like jealousy or I didn't feel good enough. or um, So I guess my, my biggest um, thing, especially what I teach my daughter and what I also want circulated around is, like, another woman's, like, light doesn't dim your own it doesn't it That's just right. shows you what is actually possible and that yeah. what you see in her is what is also inside of you and
3: i think and it that can shine on you too
1: yeah and it really yeah. really can because we all have this individual medicine mm-hmm. and we all have we all have something and we all like and when we're together it's even better especially when we're fucking loving on each other like this it's like yeah, yeah. loving on each other and going oh like what you said you're like oh Lucy I didn't know that you thought all these things about me I think we need to fucking say it more like so, yeah. like, like say it and, and like use our that picture. and love on each other more because that is mm. the mother energy too and we all need it because then oxytocin we're <laughs> and we're all up here and we all feel good and then imagine how like how flourishing our fucking yeah. community is when we're all feeling that way yeah
0: yes
1: <laughs> like our cup is overflowing because we're helping each other feel it.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: God,
2: I love
3: yes. it. <laughs> love it. Speaking of filling cups, I do have to touch on one thing that fills my cup that we haven't talked about yet, which is pole dancing. Oh.
0: Yes, please <laughs> tell us. Oh, my God. I adore your pole oh.
3: dancing videos so much. Oh, it's so good. Look, I'm nowhere near as polished as, you know, all those professional pole dance accounts, but I think it's important to show the journey. Yes. Um, you inspired and
1: me, Karina.
3: Thanks, babe. That's and, you know, I'm a little bit chubby. On. You know, I don't have that 20-year-old figure, but whatever.
0: But, I'm baby here. girl, you rock rocking it. that pole.
2: You I'm doing hot, it. You look hot
0: AF. You're so hot. Who is that bitch?
2: Look
0: at her. It's not about what you look like. It's the sensuality and that connection no, to your body.
3: Yeah. it's It's been so great for on so many levels and to, to show me, like, Last week I did like a flip, like a full backwards I've flip on the it. pole. Um, And as a kid I couldn't even do cartwheels and handstands. So for me to do that now at 40 has been huge. It's like just showing myself again another level. I can do anything. And, like, if I can do this at 40, fuck, what am I going to do at 50? That's so exciting.
1: I feel like we're going to be on a super <laughs> yacht drinking champagne.
3: It's <laughs> great. let's do that but can we be over now. the side please <laughs> but
1: that's what I said to Karina I said like in our vision as well like we're gonna ha- like in our recording studio Lucy we need to have a poll actually it- I'd love to see you on that poll Lucy to be honest
2: yeah
0: yeah well that's uh, after my postpartum
3: after And can I
1: just also say that poll is not easy. So Karuna inspired me. I've always wanted to do poll. I met Karuna for a reason, many reasons, and poll was one of them. So I've <laughs> been like watching Karuna's um, journey and I was just in awe of you anyway. I was like, fuck, she's just a gun. Like she's just mm. going to pole. she's posting it, it's inspirational. Then when I started doing polls, like this is fucking hard. Like yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's taking up space in a whole other way, and it's like vulnerability, it and it's um, connecting back to your body and owning your body and your sexuality, yes. and like yeah, for yourself. You know, it's not for anyone else but you, and it, yeah. that's another conditioning that we have as women that it's always for a man or someone
3: else, and
2: oh, it's no way like
0: well, we're taking up this space for us. <laughs> no way.
2: <laughs> yeah my,
3: my partner doesn't even want to come that that part as well like I met this beautiful man almost three years ago now and we're totally solid and mm. he's he's a beautiful man and he's he's raised two kids of his own on his own so he knows wow. where I'm at yeah um, but yeah he doesn't want to come to my pole shows he's like I am not interested in seeing women the age of my daughter in pole clothes can you just give me a show at home kind of thing?
0: Totally. So
3: he's Hell gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> but I don't do it for him. I totally do it for me. And it's. fun um, totally.
1: like a even happy byproduct. So you can comes into it. Like that, when, when I'm in pole, like there's something about, like, you know, last, on Tuesday I went and I actually was just fighting back tears the whole time. Wow. Because I just had so much going on. And then just moving and getting back in my body, I just started to feel it. And then I put their motherfucking shoes on that make you feel so much like there's so much power Super in one. their shoes. Yeah. Hey? The
0: platform, and then you put them yes. on and you're like, Oh
1: wow, okay, like I'm showing up. Like you're showing up. Yeah. You're showing up in this other way, and it's just really yeah. beautiful. I just yeah. I love Paul and the teacher, like Sophia, she's
3: yeah, like Sophia at Studio off Judy. We love you, girl. For oh, we'll pop women, we'll pop her in right the show pool. notes as well. Yeah, for women of all walks of life, really. She totally. holds such a massive space there. Yeah, thank it you looks for really for introducing
0: supportive.
3: me to that, Karuna. Oh, thanks for coming, babe. Oh. And it's you like too. A community within
1: itself that we just need to plug into. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, More so powerhouses in the mountains. Is there yeah. anything else that you wanted to share in your? beautiful life story or um touch on maybe um
3: just a bit of future forecasting yeah just like what do you want
2: to call in um,
3: yeah look my girls are six and six and eleven now and I just see them being happy and healthy and living the life that they want to live that they're not constrained to working a nine to five unless they want to that I'm building a legacy for them so that they have freedom of choice.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes.
3: And And, what a role model
0: you are. And for me, yeah. Yes. You've really, like, just cracked everything so wide open for them. The world is Mm. their oyster.
1: (laughs) And you're surrounding them with all the aunties too because, like, I genuinely, like, froth on your daughter's. And That's I know, that I, and I know that Luna like absolutely loves your daughter, and River is just loves Grace like Grace does something to him; she grounds him in a bit. Um, so I know that yeah, my kids just love your children, and I don't know. I have a really like beautiful connection with Moana. Like I genuinely love, because yeah. she's a bit older, and yeah. I just, just she always comes and gives me a hug. She's always like she's a Saggy, isn't she? She's a Sagittarius. Yeah.
3: She is. Um, She's so pumped to see
1: you. Yeah, and she's just like I really see her. Like she's just a mm. really, you've done such a good job. Like she's such a fucking special
3: girl, hey. Thanks, babe. I'm doing my best. Yeah. (laughs) Well, look at her mum. And I love her mum too. So. Well, you. I
0: love this love fest so much. This is made know. me so happy on this new moon. Like just putting all this yeah, yeah. juicy oh, oxytocin so good. out there into the world. And um,
3: oh, yeah. thank you for creating oxytocin yeah. with me today, ladies. It's been amazing. I I feel really honored, truly, to be asked on here and um to be able to share my story and have you midwife me through it. It's been really,
2: really. Thank you, you for
0: coming on. Thank you. So and sharing with such vulnerability.
2: Yeah. Like
0: it's just so powerful. And other women listening in will will like see little parts of themselves in your story and draw strength. And um hope so. storytelling is so powerful because yeah, it's just the best way to connect in and educate and normalize and evolve and just to feel united. It's another another way that we can do that as well as the in-person kind of gatherings and circles mm. and um we just want to put that out there into the world
3: yeah i guess this is something a mother could listen to like while she's i'm just thinking when i listen to stuff it's like when you're alone in those quiet hours and you're like Mm. you're you're doing the dishes and you're hanging the laundry and you're um or you're on a long drive and your kids are asleep i just hope that this um that this touches somebody
1: yeah oh, it definitely will t- because it's definitely yeah. touched me, and it's like I'm just really grateful for your open heart and your vulnerability because it's I just feel like I um see another a layer of you. and um, I love seeing them deeper layers of people because I just like, I don't know, I just appreciate you so much more and it just makes our friendship so much more just better because I'm like now I get I get Karina I get it because yeah. like a lot of people exactly. say that about me too and I'm like and then I've got like we've all got stories and you sort of go oh that I get it now I understand it now and there's less judgment
2: yeah. you just and like, I,
3: I get you more having listened to your birth story that you so beautifully midwives Lucy um listening to your story Christy and um I can't wait to listen to every other episode in this podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we're gonna get some. Pe- we're gonna get all the women in the community on here and share stories and get the wheels turning.
0: I mean, yeah. the wheels are already turning, but they're already turning. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Keep them turning. Thank all you. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much, beautiful Karuna, for coming on today and telling us your story. Oh, thanks for having me, <laughs> Mwah.
2: babe. Mwah. Love, love. love you. Love you. <laughs> love you. See you later. Bye. Bye.